Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Major Koenig's Good Eye. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. He isn't dead. And do you know how I know? Because I haven't killed him yet. Vodka is a luxury we have. Caviar is a luxury we have. Time is not. Do you know any heroes around here? <laughs> yes, comrade. I know one. His name is Vasily Zaitsev, and his Johnson is biggest sewer pipe in Russia. Cue the theme song. Little, I want to help you, Vasily. Let me do one last thing. Hey, he's your repair guy. That's your time, isn't it? My name is Nikita Pants! Sergeyevich Balls! Khrushchev, the city bears the name of the Balls! Boss, let me show you where the Major is. No, don't do that. Don't do that! Want them to stop shitting Balls! Shitting Pants! Shitting Stalingrad! Oh! More war. We're going with much more war. And because of that, we're going to go to a slightly different setting for some of the World War II movies. For this one, we're going all the way into Russia, Stalingrad, with Enemy at the Gates. Uh, 2001, this flick was released. Uh, Jean-Jacques Anneau is the director and writer. So, director-writer combo alert. That doesn't usually work out too well for folks. Uh, based on a book of the same title, except add to the book title, The Battle for Stalingrad. Um, and, um, yeah, Joseph Fine, Jude Law, Rachel Weiss, Bob Hoskins, Ed Harris, uh, Ron Perlman, and uh, some other faces you would recognize no doubt at all. Um, I had uh, seen this one. I don't think I saw this one in theaters when it initially came out, but I ended up seeing it not too long after the release. I kind of recall this got a bit of uh, push behind it. Yeah, the budget for this one was around $70 million, but it didn't rake in tons in the box office. I think because this was... Um, this was kind of a British film, so uh didn't go through the, the Hollywood system. Uh, and I think that might have uh, limited its profitability, uh, maybe in the long run. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys remember about when this came out? I don't recall this one hitting the theaters too hugely. I think I remember hearing about this after the fact. I don't... Man, I can't really recall when I saw this the first time or like what the release was like, but I remember that I've seen it a lot uh, through the years. This is a movie that I've, I've revisited a ton, um, but mm. I cannot recall the history beyond just kind of always being a part of my mind. I was surprised when I saw it was 2001 for some reason, because I thought that I'd remembered, you know, having it in my consciousness for longer, but who knows? Hmm. Yeah, How about I, you, Colin? You I've seen it probably a handful of times as well. I've never saw it in the theater, of course, but I don't think anybody saw this in the theater. Um, I think this movie was probably really big on DVD when it came out. It's probably yeah. one of those, I would imagine, that like really people really found it on DVD. It's like, I remember, I, I would just remember, like I liked a lot of the ideas and I, I thought it was it was a solid movie. That yeah, this never stood out to me as it. the best war movie, but I remembered loving a whole bunch of individual parts of it. I think like that was my before hold up opinion. And then over the years, I'd watched it a few times because, um, for example, something that stands out and still held up for sure was the scene where he first meets 
uh, Danilov in the the little fountain thing with all the dead bodies, and it's all so brutal that the Germans are just picking the guys off, and then the two of them kind of, you know, I guess work together. It's really uh, Vasily who uh, ends up smoking the four or five Germans like secretly one at a time, timing his shots with the sound of the of the mortars and and artillery coming in. So like that's fucking awesome shit right there, and that's early flick. Um, so it's a good way to kind of get everybody, um, get everybody introduced to each other. Uh, and, and like some of the other, the shockingness of the opening of the movie, like once Vasily gets to Stalingrad and they have to come across the channel in the boats and they're like forced to go up. One man gets a rifle, one doesn't. I mean, some of the things in this movie, um, really had me like wanting to run to question, um, accuracy uh in things like were were the russian officers really so vicious and just shooting their own men as soon as they'd like try to try to run away or do whatever uh i've read not so much not quite like this um but this did make quite a point of being insanely brutal um to to like i'm sure there were people who were shot for 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 certain things i just don't know that it was on mass in front of like that they'd set up heavy gun support in the rear just to kill deserters rather than providing some supporting fire up front mm-hmm. uh, but i don't i don't doubt at all that the men were sent in droves to charge like in entrenched positions um like they were here i mean stalingrad reputably is like one of the most brutal balance battlegrounds in history like it was just fucking vicious brutal cold bloody all the bad stuff that you would never want to be a part of or actually see in real life so some of like some of that feeling really came across in this movie um really really well so those are the things that stuck out for me after the fact uh before i had the language to talk about movies like i kind of feel like we do now i never looked into the history behind um the the shootings of people who they considered traitors are uh people who are abandoning their post or are are retreating but i I'd never looked into that history, but I'd heard countless times that during World War II, the Russians were doing that to their own men. So anybody yeah. who would retreat. So I, once again, like, what did you read about it? It said that that was like, that was a rarity and it wasn't the the model. <coughs> I mean, I haven't seen any firm studies on it. Uh, I just, when people were commenting um people who seemed to have more learned opinions than me just said it it was like sure people got shot for for desertion and shit like that but i think um part of like the russian audience for this movie like you'd think there'd be an and uh, uh, that would this movie would appeal to to russians um because vasily's a big hero and he's based on a real character and all that good stuff but um more stuff that I read just said it was like, well, it was received really poorly here um, because of like how wrongly and inaccurately portrayed the Red Army was. Um, so, you know, you just got to take that at, at face value. It seemed over the top even to me, like Russians might be brutal, but are they just going to be gunning down their people <laughs> when they're so short on men anyway? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it... it uh inspires to use that word very loosely uh soldier morale to keep pushing forward i think that's what they i just a quick search led me to something that says that they actually had units of soldiers who were just there to shoot retreating soldiers so there's people who like that was their job there was like if someone retreats you kill them it said they called them blocking they called them blocking units who, yes, who they did, but they were who retreated when defending their country from the Nazis. Yeah, but something I've has has that same group was misportrayed, and because these groups were only used for penal soldiers, so the conscripts they grab out of jails and force them to the line. If those guys retreated, the murderers and rapists of society, then yes, they gun those people down. But they, they regular they, soldiers, I just don't know. They they shot them under the dereliction of duty act. Just so for like being they were like man. abandoning their posts, so they deserve to die. There you go. Yeah. It's pretty I mean, fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely shocking in the film. I mean, um, why didn't they just do what the Nazis did and give them meth? I mean, that, that's what the Nazis did was gave them meth and made them all meth addicts. And vodka they is a luxury go, they have. They Caviar is a luxury they have. Meth the, is not a luxury they have. <laughs> yeah. They just didn't where have did it. where did the where did the Germans get mass quantities of methamphetamines? Is what I'd like to know. 
I don't know, but if you look back at those old videos of Hitler like sitting in the fucking rallies and he's just rocking he's and just fucking like her. rubbing his leg. He's probably back there going, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, All right, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh god, I never thought about I never thought about it with his speeches being so energetic and angry. Oh yeah. Um, maybe maybe he's maybe he started on the mess and then he was like, you know what? You know what I gotta do? We should give the show we should give the soldiers this. This is very great. <laughs> yeah, what was his uh what was his woman's name? Uh Ava Braun. Ava Braun would probably boof and blow up his ass every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, oh, Hitler. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, you silly goose. <laughs> uh so besides the like are those the kind of stuff that stuck out for you guys too? Those those scenes and did the, did like some of them still hold up for you guys? Some of the some of the actiony I think I don't so. Find that, I don't find there's a lot of action in this movie. To be honest, it's it's no, I, I, which is good. I think that it's it, the tension I, uh, of action. Yeah, I, I don't know what the budget was. I think what did you say the budget was for 68, this? Sixty-eight, I think, like sixty-eight million. But uh, they didn't have a lot of fighting, um, like action sequences with fighting in it. Um, it was more the the snipers um, hunting and you know playing cat and mouse and in in all the buildings and stuff which that's all cool and stuff too there is some big scale battle i mean at the start and at the end again and you know there's some in between it's just not it's not typical because you're right most of the one-on-one most of the scenes are like one-on-one or three on three on one i I wouldn't mean in a negative way though i wouldn't even say it's like an action flick because it's not it's not so filled right Hmm. it's It's more more of like a war drama yeah character piece about uh, about this Vasily. Vasily, what's his name? Zaitsev. Vasily Zaitsev? Yeah. Yeah, and apparently his uh, rifle is, uh, as it says in the end of the movie, is still on display somewhere in a, a museum today. Yeah. Yeah, installing I wonder it. if his kill, did you guys see what his actual kill count was? Did it, did it ever sure show in the movie true. how many soldiers? Because I think he was up to like he was in the fifties when uh, the last time I I'm saw him. Looking it movie. up right now, um, he killed forty enemy soldiers. Okay, uh, but no, yeah. that sorry, sorry, he killed forty between September twenty second, nineteen forty two, and October nineteenth. He killed forty, and then between October tenth, nineteen forty two, and December seventeenth. He killed 225 during the Battle of Stalingrad. <laughs> okay, that's a yeah. little more impressive. When you said 40, I was a little disappointed. So, And if you he, look at his picture on Wikipedia, he's kind of yeah. got this like doofy look. Like He's like, yeah, you know? I, I fucking <laughs> killed a ton so of people. Are you yeah. saying that his, his total number is 260? 265, it looks like. Uh, probably. I, I think it would be probably a large little exaggerated. I mean, I, who knows? Uh, well, he said it said I mean, 225 just in the battle of stalingrad yeah so jesus yeah so he he probably would have would have had a lot of sniper kills but as we see in this jesus. film is that actual numbers or is it propaganda because the whole this whole movie is about propaganda and how they like they use propaganda to incite uh you know their men to fight to give them hope so is it 225 or is it, uh, let's say it's 225 and some hope. <laughs> yeah, just keep throwing it out there. Well, I mean, there, there are historians uh, and people who doubt that the character Major Koenig, who's played by Ed Harris, uh, that he even really exists because the German uh, records apparently are missing some bits of info from him. So, yeah, maybe the whole thing was just made up so that everyone could have a I mean, you saw the picture of that guy, Brent. Does he look like a 200 and 300 killer? No, he's like, who hey, I'm posing with this picture. Yeah, no, he looks like a like he'd be fun at barbecues. Yeah, but yeah. he is sniping, though. He's not he's not out there like with a grenade, you know, pin in his mouth and like a machine gun. He's fucking sniping. I guess, yeah, if he's up high and these guys are all running on a field, like he's probably getting some two-for-ones, right? Oh, yeah. Like, if he's picking them off and he's just really good at finding spots where no one can see him and he can fucking, you know, just, like, have at it. I bet you General Koenig, uh, they counted him for, like, 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> he's not just one. He's more. Well, he, they he's were counting a lot one. of... He's based, 20. Based on the movie, too, and once again, I don't know if this is true, but um, they talk about how they, he was, they were killing all of the officers. 
So yeah, so he even said yeah. in the movie he didn't shoot at somebody because they weren't a valuable enough target to give away his position. So mm-hmm. he yeah. just fucking let him was, go. It was such tight quarters. It's not like in the movie Sniper where you know he was covering in advance. This would be totally defensive sniping. Find a place, one shot, and then you relocate. Yeah. Um, well, and you see that yeah. too with uh, with um, uh, what the fuck's his name, Big Jaw. Would they really? Oh, uh, Pearlman. Oh boy. Yeah. Pearlman. Because he's like, Would they he's, like really boom, he's like, all right, relocate. It's like a just routine yeah. for them. It's so fun. I love that. Yeah. But would they yeah. collect the really collect the dog tags? Because that seems very, very fucking dangerous. It After does. After you but like it's... give away your position as a sniper and shoot someone, you go out and get their dog tag, like to the location where you just shot them. That sounds like I don't a think fucking so. no. That you don't get other people's but dog tags generally. The dog tags are there for the people that gather their own numbers right no but they said load let's go get his dog tags yeah and they were gonna go they get collected them. them and yeah, they I were don't know collecting was, them in the movie which is a totally I don't think stupid it was thing to do it, it I, I i thought that was strange maybe that was true or not true but that's how they apparently confirmed their kills dog tag? maybe but yeah, once maybe. again i don't think any sniper like that was professionally trained in a military um fucking setting would would go get a shoot somebody from like 200 yards away and go get their dog tag it, it completely defeats the purpose of what you're doing which is to hide and get as many kills as possible you're not you're by shooting someone you're already drawing attention to yourself and you're not going to go wander off to their body I, I i would doubt that they would have done that that must have just been for the movie uh well it would be my guess but if that's what the leadership of the russian uh army wanted then they would probably do it i mean he did travel with a team sometimes too his spotters and support yeah, maybe they went to get last the tags. very long if you were fucking going and grabbing tags off people's necks that you killed but you yeah, know maybe maybe that was the maybe that was the status quo i don't know mm. pretty crazy though i wouldn't want to do yeah that. <laughs> i wouldn't want to no, fucking do that, that shit <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'd be good just just remembering. Just, yeah, yeah. I got two. He went down. He went down. <clears throat> down. I'm pretty sure I got him. Um, Sightsoft died to... in '91, by the way. So this guy was alive yep. recently, semi-recently. Yeah. The I wonder if he was, was uh, consultant yeah, on the movie Sightsoft or not. Left, lived until he was 91, man, or until '91. Wow. Sorry. Well, the movie came out 10 years after he died, so probably not consulting on the movie. <laughs> I'm sure unless he they also he, had uh, what's her name so, Sylvia traveling. Brown or whatever he was yeah. probably interviewed like for whether he wrote his own book or someone wrote books about him there's a ton of books about him there's a yeah. enemy at the gates the battle for Stalingrad um, and then there's like a war at the rats and like just other books and films they mention kind of uh, talking about his exploits and shit the fact that he was oh, still cool. alive not that long ago would, would lead me to believe that per- perhaps those numbers are accurate. Yeah. Because he probably yeah. wasn't lying to people about how many people he killed. Or maybe he was. If they were doing it for propaganda purposes, you'd hope that he would drop that after the war was over and he'd be like, nah, I killed like seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, with some of the, um, I don't know, historical... Yes, no's, maybe. Like, generally, what I would want out of a movie like this is for it to be set in something that's somewhat not familiar, but we've seen World War II movies before. So you put these people in the setting, you have some interesting history to base things on, but underneath has to be some themes, some things that roll through this movie. And that is where I think this movie, when I was watching it years ago and first watching it, maybe is something that I wouldn't have focused on too much because the action, you know, one scene to the next or sniper battle or that immediate drama would have been what I was focusing on. But this time when I was going through the flick, I was trying to figure like, you know, what what are we looking at here for themes, for lesson learned, for, for stories, you know, are, are people arcing and things like that? Or was this more meant to be like, just watch this piece of history. It's crazy what happens. Yo, go. Um, were you guys detecting that they were trying to get like some stories here about about heroes, about the propaganda machine and how effective it was? And, and did that pay off at the end for you guys? I think there's definitely an exploration of propaganda and war. It's not deep, but I think it's there just as like a thought piece. Hmm. I think generally this is just meant to be 
like kind of a biopic, right? Like a a segmented um, kind of little snippet of this guy's crazy experiences, right? Mm -hmm. And the hero he became and the whatever, whatever. And they throw a little love story in there. I don't know. Uh, maybe if you're Sasha, the theme could be loose lips sink ships. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Enemy at the gates, loose lips. That's a real interesting point, Brent, because Sasha's little sub story is like a very interesting thread that goes through. Um, and, you know, it was a fairly tragic ending to um, an interesting piece of this because like kids being used at war. I don't know. It, it explores that a bit and women being used at war as well, though um, it seemed like the women were being relegated to kind of secondary roles and, and some of the historical stuff I, I read into. And again, this is not deep stuff I did deep research on, but um, like female combatants in the Russian army, especially snipers were like maybe responsible for thousands and thousands of kills throughout the, throughout the war. So um, just a bunch of babushkas out there with fucking shotguns. Yeah. I think that's what it was, right? P protecting the streets. What did you guys think of the beginning of the movie with the, with the opening, uh, uh, with the voiceover and the credits and stuff, I, I actually didn't like that stuff. Um, I didn't like what the voiceover said or how that was done. I, I, I would have preferred if that was just words on the screen with the map showing, showing that from Germany they were heading towards Russia and like and like if those if you had to read those words while you were looking at the map I think that would have been better there's something just really cheesy or silly about the voiceover and the way that it was done whose voice is it I can't remember it's not for silly get that I would have I would have like gotten rid of that like instantly it's it definitely was not something that I was like yay awesome and fits perfectly like it nothing like that ever happens again there's no storytelling there's no storyteller tone to it too the voice however the voiceover and the music was done I felt like the tone was off and if once again like at the beginning of a Blade Runner or something you just read the words on the screen before the what credits train are you talking about because you're talking hmm? about the very beginning right like the, the very, very opening when it sets up where we are and doing the, the Germans are doing this. The very well, before we see Vasily. Right? Well, no, we see we see him and his grandfather um, first hunting, and then that's the beginning with the voiceover yeah, that I'm. That's the very beginning, about. but but then after that we have voiceover. We yeah, have that some sets up the conflict and shows the map of things and of of yeah of the germans going into russia and then stalingrad and it's saying that they had one last place to conquer and it was stalingrad and here it is or whatever but yeah. but the way the voiceover was done was was like shitty like if that would have just been words on the screen uh it might have been better to read that it's just whoever they got to do the voiceover and the music they use it almost came off as less serious than it should have fucking been no i uh, agree what they were saying uh and even the graphics and stuff was was bad i uh, uh i think the cinematography and the directing in this movie is quite good so, so I, I, I don't do think too. And I, I do like i like the grandfather stuff too at the I very like the start grandfather stuff too yeah i like that as an opening to set up uh vasily yeah I do, and I do like the way that the map bleeds with the German. Um, yeah, me too. You know. The visual of it is cool. It's just the voiceover guy, and the, the voice like, I can't I can't recall. And I'm just rewatching it now, and I've got the closed caption on, but I won't obviously play the voice. But I mean, the visual of it all is is play nice, the voice. Right? Like I want to hear you the go voice from the from the grandpa. <laughs> then you got him and her on the train, and then you got that globe with the bleed over. I wish I could remember the voice because. I'm yeah. guessing it's like, and Hitler went to <laughs> the Russia. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think the guy's voice is a bit cheap. It, it could have just been a little he, title, like ti a, a little reedy. He's trying to make it exciting or something. He's like, yeah, so anyways, the Germans were destroying everybody and they were getting to Stalingrad and this was the last chance or something like that. It's just well, really Well, he says they're bad. under the, the boot heel of the Nazi uh, whatever. 
Yeah, this the is words Joey Stalin. If, He's if having a bad <laughs> day. If those words were on the screen, yeah. they would have been very effective. How I got here. Yeah, um, I, I agree with Colin on that one. It's it's very short though. It's just it's a weird it's a weird blip in in the beginning of it this movie. It just throws me. It threw me off. But like once yeah, again, it doesn't affect the rest of the story. So I it's no. not a deal breaker at all. I gotta say though, like that aside, what do you think of the effects? Because I think the scale of this, like like I say, I just have it playing in the background, and like as it's um, as it goes past that part in the beginning there, and then it just finishes up the train, and it's showing everyone running. Yeah, you get that big camera pull, yeah. and it shows the boats over the water, and the scale is magnificent. It is good. This um, movie is is gritty and has scale. You feel like you're there. Everything is busted down, broken out, blown up everywhere. Like I really like how this movie feels. Yeah, yeah like, they the really set you up. Are good. The special effects and. Uh, the, the sense of place is nailed. Like, yeah, and the tension, like, I can't tell like you that. how many times even the main characters are at, like, a chance of random death from bomb dropping or shrapnel or something. Like, there's, it just, there's always that little tension, even if it's not coming from Koenig and, and Vasily himself. It's like, oh, fuck, those bombers are coming right at that department store. Uh, it, it shit's cool. in trouble. It was cool, too, how he saw her on the train and stuff. They introduced that, like, really right at the beginning, and that's great. They do it with no dialogue, and and he sees her and uh, is obviously, like, interested in her already from the start. I think she sees him, too. But she I, looks he, at him, yeah. She she doesn't seem to recall, but though, because at the end, he well, says... She just gives him a glance. together. Well, she sees like, like a nice the, looking chap on the train and he sees like the woman he like would do anything for. Uh, or like the only yeah. woman on the train and she's surrounded by like like a hundred other guys dudes. that look exactly like him. So he he's less memorable. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't stick out as much yeah, as she does point. to him. I mean, they don't all look like Jude Law. That's for fucking well, sure. Well, that's probably true. What, so this brings up a good chance to, to segue into this is um, so we got like World War Two we got a vicious sniper battle we got the morale of the Russian troops um, then we have Rachel Weiss come in as as the love interest what did you guys think of you know this World War Two epic having at one, one of its chisels in between the main characters ends up being a woman and a love story do you think that that well, fits in this it's, or it's kind of a I, love triangle actually because because the other guy that that's the propagandist uh, the writer he he's in love with her from the start as well yep and his jealousy like the only thing i i don't know if i let me know if you guys uh, uh, disagree but like uh, the fact that he was going to throw it all away yeah. and start writing against Vasily because he banged her and and he was jealous i don't know that's what i was wondering about because i i never liked how over the top danilov went to like not just being pissed at his boy but like going like getting him killed basically signing his life away um that seemed extreme and then i that just made me question the whole like using her as the love angle just to put the chisel between them rather than it being a naturally developed you know love story because, like, you know, with Sasha being in the mix and that old lady that they get to spend time at that apartment, I could see, like, a love thing happening. But then I started to get, like, we- weirded out when it was the love triangle because I was like, well, fuck, this is so predictable where this is going now. And I don't it doesn't, think it's an honest know. love triangle, though, because the interest is only expressed one way between Vasily and... Uh, and uh, but that's uh, still t- a love Taylor triangle... But he's yeah. just an outside guy that is hungrily thirsting after her, right? So that's like saying that anytime there's like me and Hillary, there's a stalker that wants in our relationship. Now we have a love triangle, you know? Is that really if the If the thing? stalker is a main character in your story, then it would be a love triangle. Like um, Rushmore is I a love triangle. Know. Rushmore is a love triangle, but there is never a point in that movie where she's ever going to sleep with Fisher. He's like a Love little kid. To me, more more illustrates the potential in in mm. the the you know in the three ways, but yeah, that doesn't not, exist here. Wrong. For me, it's always about conflict. It creates conflict between the characters because two of them are in love with the same person. The other person doesn't. And there's have a to love, be in love triangle with. between Sasha and Koenig and the fucking. Uh, yeah, the there you go. Too. More conflict. More love <laughs> triangle. <laughs> like I don't think that I don't think that the both parties have to have equal footing with the woman they're in love with to to be called a love triangle. Not equal footing, but a chance. 
and there's no chance for the other guy here. He's just he's just outside. Um, well, he's not a child. Greedily, thirstily. <laughs> he's like an adult man. Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, yeah, but, but still, there is he a... doesn't have a chance. He's all he want. He's hungering after her. He never has a chance with her. I guess. Yeah, that's but never it's... even explored. But, but right? it, but it, and but he's, it... he's a petulant little child, and you can but see it he just he has no he has no sense of worth, right? And and he does this job, and he's just a desperate, like kind of like hollow person. He's searching for something, and he thinks it's, it's her. And then at the end, he fucking um, gets all angry. And I agree, it's a bit far, uh, but I don't think it's a it's a crazy stretch no. that someone in love would act irrationally. I I know speaking from my own experience, that can happen. <laughs> it's the um, only and thing all the that men causes, you've signed to their death. It's, it's the only thing that. <laughs> It's the only thing that causes conflict between them. Yeah, well, it's the big thing. Yeah, it does. Like, it's yeah, the there's only someone. There's nothing they, else that caught. They're like on the same page except for with her. That's the thing. That's the thing between them. Well, when he totally. can't get the major, there's tension between them there because you know Danilo's like, "You'll get him. You'll get him." And Vasily's like, "I'm fucking out there risking my life," and he's like winning. And then, then the pressure comes from Khrushchev to be like, "We got to get this guy. You two are in this together. Your fates are tied together." So I got the sense they could have got more tension with them maybe Danilov with uh you know he wants some more pomp and circumstance or, or rank or something like that I don't know mm-hmm. um but they don't cl- it's not clumsy it's just there and it's kind of predictable with with how it's going to shake down um that's it otherwise Rachel Weiss's character is nice she, at least they give her some depth she's not just a stand-in throw-in she like she's a good soldier she works hard the whole shit with her parents is fucking heartbreaking then she has to see Sasha dead. Then she gets bombed herself. That's a pretty shitty day for Rachel. I think she's an excellent character. A lot of times they throw in these love interests and they're disposable and they're not really like yeah, they're just hot of our time, hot and perfect. But she is not in this. She's she's worked hard and yeah, it's, she's uh, worked it's, hard. I mean, she's she's beautiful, but she's not like done up hot. And she's like got that like there, there's a realness to her, right? Yeah. And they're she's sexiness. got like that round face, and and she's like beautiful in more of like a a way that you could be beautiful in a fucking bunker, I guess. Yeah, I, I always beauty. I always kind of appreciated the the sex scene in this because it's not gratuitous. It always makes me like cringe with how gross it would be, like, but also how desperate you would be to do it. There's something really romantic about be that. So erotic, man. There's a like, realism the sex scene to is it. So hot to me. There's a realism to it because of the way it's handled by the director that I feel like is is good. Yeah. Yeah. Except it, for when she's feels... biting his chin and you know he hasn't washed that chin for fucking weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That chin yeah. has got gross. Yeah, these people would never get sick though. They'd be exposed to such filth. <laughs> she'd have oh, a yeah. sloppy couple of days after that session too, because he'd just be, <laughs> she'd be like, Oh well, just move along, it's war. People who live <laughs> through those kinds of events in history would have like such good immunity systems because like yeah, they're like probably. working in the Wuhan uh, COVID like lab, in, but without they a shit suit. in a hole and and didn't have soap <laughs> to wash their hands and you know like they like they're never getting sick. <laughs> they got sick oh, probably yeah. the whole time they're at war, but once they get back to like the civilized world, they'd be like fucking invincible. They're like, you know what? I could use some McDonald's, and then all of a sudden they have terrible <laughs> diarrhea. <They're> like, what <laughs> happened? <laughs> <laughs> We, we said in our last episode for Bridget uh, on the River Kwai that we would mention this in this particular episode about um, accents. I don't think this is a big uh, deal, yeah. but I just wanted to bring it up and, and reinforce once again, the Red October method is the best method for language changes in movies. 100%. This movie, though, decides to just go, you're a Brit, talk like a Brit. You're American, talk like American, whatever it is. Actually, Ed Harris doesn't quite talk American. I don't know what accent he uses in this. Ed Harris is not American. To he's talk German. Like he's a German. No, so I know that, but he's like but an he's an American. American. Really, is an American. But then he uses some weird accent with like a just an odd speech pattern. It, it's not I really mean, an. And Bob Hoskins goes for it. He's in for it for something. He yeah. goes for something. Christoph. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, his Khrushchev is interesting. Danilov just goes full Oof. Brit. Um, Rachel Weiss does her. Yeah, so like, uh, uh, I don't know. That that. Get, what did you guys think of that? Take take it. Take you out of it? Did you even think about it? Did it matter to you? I I like it to tell you the truth. It didn't take me out of anything. Do you know what would have taken me out of something? Is someone trying to do 
a horrible fucking Russian accent throughout the whole thing and failing, right? Take his money, shoot him in the face. Fuck, but I do love that one because of how stupid it is. I'm sure I told you guys the story that I heard about that before, right? Teddy With KGB. Matt Damon sitting across the table from him, yeah. and they haven't done any scenes or anything yet, and that's like the first thing he's like, "And I take you out back and stick it in you or whatever he does, right?" <laughs> and then the director yells, "Cut!" And he's Matt Damon says, "Everyone's like, what the hell was that?" Right? No one had heard the accent yet, and uh, and he just leans across the table and goes. I'm not a very good actor. <laughs> Which yeah, I love. Right. Um, yeah. Which I love. They should have put Teddy KGB in Enemy at the Gate. A hundred percent. That would have been so good. I stick it in you. Major Koenig. Very nice. <laughs> uh, just mixing my metaphors <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> so then that brings us to Ed Harris himself. Um, Major Koenig his character um did he i mean they give him a bit of screen time away from everything else he talks about you know before he goes to his final death um and very conveniently all of his uh, identification is taken away by the uh, other german officer um but he does talk about his son having gone down in battle i i don't know and then we get the couple of scenes with him and sasha it's an interesting character i don't get that he <sighs> I don't know. There's something about it. He's like, he's, he's cold, calculated. He's like weirdly friendly, very competent, but then he can like hang a child. Uh, no problem. He's there to do a job. Yeah. Like he is just cool. He is Zaitsov, but he's Zaitsov, like Zaitsov is the heart, right? I think he's Zaitsov, Zaitsov in 20 with years. with the Russians here is like, um, yeah, I mean, he might very well be. Yeah. I mean, I get the intent, the idea that Zaitsov is more of a sympathetic person anyways yeah um but i do think that that koenig i always really liked his character because it's not overly evil it's very just i'm here to do a job i take my job very seriously um you know he's he's got no joy in life or in duty he's just duty bound now right and then you kind of find out at the end his son died, right? He wore that medal, his son's medal, I believe, because he was planning on dying that day. He thought he might die, so we swapped it over, right? I, I, And I mean, I'm a fucking Ed Harris fanboy anyways, <laughs> so I'll like just about anything he does, but I, th- I really liked it. He, um, I really liked his character. He does seem to enjoy the the battle parts, like when he's he's squaring off against Zaitsev and he he like scores a like shoots the rope that he's using to try and catch his gun in mm-hmm. the factory, and then he kind of smiles when that happens. So you can tell he kind of enjoys his work. But I, I kind of liken him to one of the warriors from Leonidas's army of three hundred, where they're, he's probably just like been looking for that perfect death, someone who is better than him, so he can finally taste it because he's probably smoked every other human in the planet he's gone up against he's won so absolutely maybe yeah, there's some just, of that too he's searching for uh um his equal yeah 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 i like that it works he's he's um like like he, he, he they give him more screen time i think than most kind of villains would would get um, especially away from Vasily, there's like the couple of times we get to spend, like I said, with him and Sasha and him with his leadership. So it's a bit more, but it's it it works because uh, I don't know. It's Ed Harris, good eyes. They I heard that uh, I read that him and Jude Law were cast specifically because they could emote so much with just their eyes and being snipers. That's what you'd need to do here. So Ed Harris oh, brought his yeah. big blues. Well, and Jude Law too. His eyes are like a uh, one and a half times larger than most people. Yeah, he's like a anime character in real life. Yeah, he's brilliant. Handsome bastard. Not Danilov, though. Beady little rat eyes. Yeah, he does. Fine. It really has that. Uh, Joseph with his brother Rafe. It's crazy the lesser known brothers. Fine. You don't fucking think about him. It's true. Like a fine. Yeah, it's true. He's kind of fine. Um, this flick rolled in just over two hours. Um... I felt like it could have been tightened a little bit, but overall, I didn't. Uh, I didn't uh, felt like it dragged too much. Like there, there's, 
the sniper battles interspersed. There is some downtime. We do get to spend some time with different characters, so it, it does roam a bit. I think it could have been tightened slightly, but I wouldn't say that this is like running into holy fuck way too long runtime. No. Is the end no. like is the end um a bit anticlimactic? I it's tough because there's snipers, so like you know that the ending's gonna be one of them shoots the other one, like in the head, which is what happens, but yeah like so so ed harris makes the mistake like what my read from the ending is or my interpretation is that he shoots what's the guy who's the writer who danilov danilov that he shoots danilov thinking he got he got yeah. um jude law yeah. yeah danilov sacrifices himself for that reason. and it works yeah yeah because danilov works, is so like but, shamed by his behavior yeah right because he knew ed harris was gonna have to come and check to make sure he got the right guy and so Jude just stood by the train I don't know it is it is a little anticlimactic but in another way it's not because it's set up it's exactly what would happen like what else is it going to be one guy that's makes what a I mistake mean. there's like no, there's not really much you could do here with the story I mean it it's yeah you're right it's going to end with somebody getting shot in the eye just yeah. where does that happen yeah yeah Harris takes it with dignity too and d- uh, Vasily lets him like yeah lets he him take takes his hat, his hat off. off it's like a tip of the cap i gotcha yeah good game yeah shoots yeah. him with that 762 by 54 put a big well, fucking make his head into a canoe that's for damn sure i mean even looking at the two of them though you see the representation like the character and the whole like side of them right like yeah vasily is like in rags yeah right? and koenig is very much not i mean the germans you know had everything in their hands for a lot of this time. So uh, I like that representation of them standing off. I mean, you could have done an excellent shot, right? Especially with the train. You yeah. you pull back, you just show against the skyline, the two of them standing there with the shot. To me, that's like a little more eloquent than the way they did it. But I mean, yeah. given that the war isn't beautiful and there's nothing else beautiful about this story. Yeah. I, I don't mind the shot just being... It was Western, you know. a little Western. Would you agree? Yeah. When it finally yeah, reveals Vasily the there in the stand. I thought that's what they were maybe going for with the flapping poncho in the wind and stuff like that. It felt very showdownish. Oh, good point. But I, but like I don't that. know if that, that's necessarily an amazing thing because like it was a showdown, but this isn't a Western. I don't know. It, it works. It works. I think it works. It. I don't know how else you could have done it like for a climax of this movie ending, right? It just would they get into a knife fight a hand-to-hand knife fight that they drag out for a few minutes you killed sasha you killed my boy well not really but i'm sad about that yeah what a motherfucker he kills that kid too jesus christ he like hangs him yeah well and the thing is that he sets the kid up for it yeah he sets the kid up to fail and then he gives the kid a chance by saying don't leave but he knows he's going to yeah so like ed harris is a dick in that capacity because but the kid set ed harris up first he doesn't kill the kid until after the kid proves to be a piece of shit traitor to the german (laughs) (laughs) he's really a russian sympathizer well first of all like if you're like if you're trading intel with a child you should uh you should definitely be taking that at face value and and not looking at him as an adult no matter how that pans out yeah. I mean, he was talking to the kid voluntarily. It wasn't like the kid like snuck into his room in a vent and listened to his plans and wrote them down on a, a notepad. Like fuck him. Like he got that kid involved. He was like doing all this shit with the kid. And then when the kid does exactly what he knows the kid's gonna do, he fucking kills him. Like he's a piece of shit. So oh, I don't yeah. think anyone's arguing that he's not a piece. No, of shit. he is. No. But but at the same time though, like I just can't believe. Well. Any Nazi is a piece of shit. Except know, for one that's like, being forced to fight the kid, for the though? army. Under, I don't know. Like, I, you know? I, I felt like, it, did that seem to, to you guys to be Ed Harris's character? Because I saw Ed Harris as more sophisticated and intelligent and uh, less of a brute. Like, he's obviously I, killing, killed a lot of he people. Was, but, but he was, but he does out it with, of time. I, I he does think it with he's, panache. He does it with I, panache. He doesn't, he doesn't fucking kill children. 
I th- no, I don't think he sets out to. I don't know what is. I don't think he sets out to kill the kid, right? That he only kills the kid after the kill kid had set him up to be murdered by Vasily. So after that, he was like, "Well, you acted like an adult. You did an adult thing by trying to get me killed. I'm going to kill you." That's I don't true. think he's he necessarily like. Kid. He's like, I respect your decision to betray me. Yeah, right? you picked your people. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you picked your you shit, and but now you're going again, to die. Once again, you're talking to someone who's like less than ten years old. This is not like this is he's not, not less like than ten. I bet she's twelve. He's treat you're treating him like an adult by doing that. There, he's well, acting the like an adult thing. by being it's a the spy. Same thing with it's the same thing if he the kid was like uh, the same age and he did and he, you, you can't. Yeah, like he tried to use the kid. And then the kid did what exactly what he knew the kid was gonna do, and then he fucking hung him. Like it, it's fucking totally over the top. Um, I I don't know. In I think in a war. Yeah, I don't agree. I, I think this would be along the same lines, same similar lines around. Like if we're out somewhere and a woman walks up to you and punches you, do you punch the woman back? And some people would no. say absolutely. Other people might say, no, as a man, I would not hit a woman. And then people would jump in on the fight. That would probably go on. So it's the same thing with killing a kid. Obviously wrong. Not you something you ever want to do. to a kid, though. But you when you're in war. A woman, though. If a 12-year-old kid came up to you and punched you, would you punch a 12-year-old kid? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well. You don't have to punch them. You can kick their feet out. It's so easy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, whatever. But a, but a, but a, might be. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't want to start drawing where these lines are. I'm just saying that the lines are there. And in a war, when there are people who actively take a role as a spy, then, like, you you, you um, talk shit, get hit, right? That's kind of the way it is. And killing kids was just not a fucking out of the line of... I mean, still. Yeah. Still, the U.S. is dropping bombs on families all the time just because the fucking... Uh, the target is worthwhile. So no, but once again, it's a different, a different thing from a pilot doing it from thirty thousand feet. But I'm and just not saying seeing that, like, chil- the Nazis, not seeing the bro, children, and the Nazis a- were killing all the people. And Harris here is not like he's not a conscript. This well, he guy didn't. Is an officer. This guy is an SS. This guy is a volunteer. This guy is a massive piece of shit. Yeah, but we spent time with this him, This guy though. believes in the ideology. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that we spent time with him. He is still at the core a piece of shit. We know that. No, I know. that. What I'm nice saying, though, is... Get information. What I'm saying is just the way that he was operating the whole movie, and even with the kid, like, he knows what the kid's going to do, and he was trying to use that against the fucking Russians. He was trying to use the kid betraying him. 100%. To yes. get and John them. are both right. So so that's that's the only thing that bothered me a little bit is that then he like just walks him out into a field and fucking throws a noose around his neck and but yanks he doesn't, him up. I don't he know. He also doesn't execute the kid like as a justice thing. You wronged me. I now hang you. He was doing it as a trap. Like he knew it, he knew the kid was close with Vasily. And mm-hmm. he was out of time. He yeah, and he was, out of, and he was out of time. He's and the guy that thought Vasily was still alive. Yeah, they were removing him from there, right? Yep. They were like, "There's no reason for you to be here anymore, and you need to go." So I understand the motivations behind it makes sense. I just don't know if the character that I saw Ed Harris put playing the whole movie, yeah, would be the type of person who, who would like not be able to realize, like, you know. I don't think his mentality would go there, but but you know it's it works for the movie, it works for the story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it a works shocking for the writing. A yeah, I mean it speaks scene. kindly to you that you think that that's so excessive you can't even imagine doing it. So that's nice. That's because you're a fucking Decent. good person. Sometimes. Uh, I'm just saying though, <laughs> if his character had not. come off a little bit more cold and um, calculating. Yeah. That it might have might have not been so shocking to me that that that's he would fine. Go I just never lines. see you. I didn't ever see him be endearing to the kid. Really, do you know what I mean? Like he's. I guess he just gives him a he lot. Do, of I found he does he's, seem to genuinely like the kid. He's giving him chocolate and well, bacon. Yes, it's for intel, I, but he's also like, that's good. No, be safe. sure. Go it's, home tonight. It's a good kid, right? There's not going to be anything about the kid that he doesn't like. Like I'm sure the kid is a fine kid to him, but at the end of the day, I think Ed Harris is fairly steely through oh, this yeah. movie. Yeah. And in doing so, I can I can kind of believe that just all of his actions are working towards the end, right? So the kid yeah. like he's totally manipulating the kid. 
I don't think he ever gives a fuck that he's, you know, obviously he's, he's sad. He even tells the kid, he's like, I'm, I'm upset at you for fucking betraying me. And I'm upset at you because of what I, you're forcing me to do now. So he really gaslit the fuck out of that kid, I guess. That makes him worse. Own death. <laughs> he's like, yeah. it's her fault. I just realized how he's much like, of a terrible you. shit that was. You, yeah. you made me hang you. Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah, it's you made me fault. do it. You made me do this. <laughs> I, fuck, I can bad. talk myself out of any viewpoint if you give me two, 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus. So here, hold up. Uh, here's a way to start some <laughs> final, final bits of winding this episode down a little bit. My perception uh-huh. of this movie when we were going to be doing it is that there was no way in hell Colin was going to thought this movie held up and i'm just wondering colin uh from your perspective like were there any big big uh like problems big big speed bumps big things that got you derailed in this movie not really no i don't i don't think there's a lot of bad about this movie i feel like it's a pretty straightforward story it's simple and and all of the scenes like there's not a lot of waste here like what what's there's uh, maybe a little bit of the Bob Hoskins stuff, but I mean that stuff's all like, I mean, you, honestly, you you don't even really need Bob Hoskins in this movie. You don't you don't need ever to see him. You don't need the writer to talk to him. That could have all been done without showing that that side of the story. Would that but have pulled away from the propaganda? No, you'd still have the propaganda and stuff. Like he talks about he talks about that already. Yeah. Like he talks about that, like in many scenes that that's the only scene that Bob Hoskins is in where he talks. But that, that stuff all works fine, actually. Yeah. Like this is not though. that long. This movie. Did you say two eleven? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not that long. I, I think it's a f- I, I think this movie holds up. Wow. Like I did not the, see that what about coming. it doesn't what about it doesn't hold up i don't i I'm just sure. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you problems. know no i know i'll <laughs> let you know and like we hadn't talked about too many problems i think we pointed out some things that we had some discussions on but i don't know how much of it was actually a problem for this movie i just i yeah. all i was trying to say before is that i i definitely would have assumed that this movie in your eyes there's there would have been something wrong with it but after i've watched it recently i was like what what is he not gonna like here but i don't know man <laughs> it sounds like it was <laughs> This is pretty good. I mean, I was trying to poke holes in it. Like, I did. I really hated the beginning with that fucking voiceover so bad. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's such a small thing. And then you move on to the story, and it's a grossing and engaging. The acting is good, and the characters are good. That I mean, I like that. The only question I had about the ending was that it said it was two months later, after two months since he killed them. Um, yeah, he'd killed Ed Harris. Yeah, she and needed she some was, time to recruit. She was still she was still in the bed laying down. So I'm wondering if she was had been crippled from um, the accident. Like I think why it was is just she a real bad things, two months. Yeah, the thing said she was just really fucking hurt. Probably had like shrapnel wounds, some major organ damage. She was pretty close to death. I mean, yeah, so two month recovery wouldn't be out of the I know. I just I would have liked to seen her sit up and maybe even stand. It, it made me question whether she could or I, I that she was going to be a paraplegic or or in a wheelchair or something. Mm. That weird, I mean, and once again, that. that there's that nothing like else. The kind to of thing where you'd be like, we don't care, whatever. She's left. He's like, like, I'm gonna love her easy. anyway. He, he's mm-hmm. like, I love her so much, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, are we calling this? Thing? Seems like it. Well, yeah, I, wanna... said, I said it held up. What do you got, Brent? You got anything else to say about it? You no, just hold I, up and you're I happy. I think with it's it. uh, like I said, the ending feels a little bit anticlimactic, but I, I honestly wouldn't know what else you would do. Like it's, it's um, like this is not like the best movie in the world by any stretch of the imagination, but like what it is is just solid. It's like it's kind of reminds me of my first impressions of this. So I think it does hold up because of that. Because it's just mm-hmm. like a solid, solid little movie about a piece, a very interesting piece of history. Um, in World War Two, and uh, that battle between Russia and Germany was like the basically they would that was the lynch. If if Hitler would have won this battle and they would have they would have taken Russia, it would they would have won. It would have been all over. We would all be speaking German today. So it's a, a good movie about that, I think too. 
Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, nice. because the division between Russia and D-Day and stuff is what fucked Hitler. If Hitler would have never went after Russia, people say, historians say he would have won. He, he did not have to go after Russia. Russia said they were not going to get involved. They were not going to get involved in this war. But he was and fucking he did arrogant. It in winter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that too. That was another big mistake by him. But like, I mean, we we already talked about all the meth he was on. So yeah. let, let's not be surprised <laughs> that he was making erratic decisions based on ego. Yes. Yeah. Just fucking smashing his teeth together. Russia, I want it. <laughs> fucking go. Uh, John, you, you want to go? I can if you like, man. The show. Sure. I thought I thought after when Colin said that he he liked it. I thought um sorry that threw me. I thought that you were gonna say it didn't hold up. So the fact that you did like it. Uh, oh, do you think it didn't hold up? It. Oh. Me? No. I fucking I said already, I love this movie. I've I've watched this movie a lot of times since I was young. And I was really worried coming into it actually because when you guys wanted to watch it. And then just from some conversations we've had, I kind of thought maybe there was a chance you guys didn't feel the same. Um, but, I mean, I'm happy to hear. Colin, I was the same as you with, with John um, saying that he didn't think that you'd like it. I was exactly the same. I thought that there was going to be problems. I was a little worried, actually. It's one of those movies where I watch it, and I'm like, man, I, you know. I like this movie. I can't really see anything. I that feel would like break you it. guys have problems with it that you're not mentioning that you thought I was going to pick on or, or I was going to focus no, on. No, like no, no, no. I don't. I don't know what it would have been like, John. I, <laughs> yeah. I just thought there would be things. This movie struck me. I don't know. This movie has a weird texture to it, yeah. right? It because doesn't... I think it's so clean Hollywood, but the movie's so gritty. Yeah, it creates this weird juxtaposition that is a little. I don't know. Because this shot on digital, maybe this should have been more film or something. I don't know. What the fuck? Holds up for me. I like this movie. I continuously like it. Nice. There's something about this movie that doesn't make it stand out as a World War II movie compared to some of the other, like Thin Red Line, Saving Private Ryan. Um, I don't know. If we were going to start listing off the World War II movies that exist, I wonder how soon it would be before this one gets mentioned. And maybe it's just because of the setting, not being against an American-German or American-Japanese backdrop, but a German-Russian backdrop makes it uh, definitely unique in the space. Um, so I don't know. There, there's something in my mind that lingers about this movie, but it's not enough of a lingering it's a it's the only lingering is that how does it hold up against other movies which maybe do some things bigger or different this is a very uh character based movie following the people around more more about the characters than on the events i think and that's why the love story can work um the personal uh conflicts between vasily and and danilov as they come out over over her those those hit um because we're not worried about winning the Battle of Stalingrad. It's just that the Battle of Stalingrad is the backdrop for what we're doing. So it's really interesting. But there's enough like really cool shit in this movie that it it definitely holds up. Um, I can't. <laughs> I don't know. This one's gonna haunt me for a little bit because I just even with um I thought I'd have better language to to describe what what exactly doesn't sit perfectly in my mind about this. And I think it is just in the comparison to other movies. And and then I'm being mean to it. If I if I go at it on its own merits, it's a fun watch, and there's lots of cool stuff. And if you like sniping, there's some over the top stuff for sure. Um, there's some of the scenes are kind of questionable. Uh, here's a question: So when uh, Vasily goes to the department store with his crew, um, and when they go inside, him and the lady go inside. The one guy is left outside, and he starts to smoke a cigarette. And then he sees something and he starts to pick up his sniper and then it shows that, that Koenig had him dead to rights and shoots him. Like that, That's very confusing for me because I don't see what he saw, what Koenig saw. I get that the guy dies. Like if he just had been sitting there looking at his cigarette and then all of a sudden he got a bullet in the head, I would have been like, oh, Koenig got him. But instead there was this whole like, I see something. Oh, what did I see? Oh, I see you. You see me. I see you. Bang, you're dead. Oh, no. I feel like 
there are certain cases where I'm a little confused on where I'm at exactly, but it's 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 very minimal. And otherwise, they do a pretty good job of, of building up the battle with him and Koenig. Like when he's um, uh, when he falls asleep waiting for Koenig, and then the guy uh, the guy starts to search his what he assumes is a dead body, and Koenig almost gets him, uh, but then thinks that he's dead, and blah blah blah. That's all fine. So there it is. Enemy at the gates holds up. I was not expecting this. Wow, crazy. So it's so funny because this movie gets torched on Rotten Tomatoes, and like. A lot of reviews talk about how um, it's it's as if it was an obsessed movie nut had decided to collect every bad war movie convention on one computer and program it to spit out a script. Uh, Enemy of the Gate is a disappointment primarily because it seems so rich with possibilities. There's never much risk or reality intruding, just a lot of historian music by James Horner. Um uh hackney-eyed material like um a lot of people didn't like this movie what did they want out of it like maybe this is maybe this isn't a war movie as much as it is a like brent said this earlier didn't you brent it's not an action movie it's a drama yeah yeah i think that's what it is that's catching people off guard but it does have cliches like it doesn't avoid the cliches we got a love we got a love story in here two high-ranking officials want her that's nothing yeah, new. It's like more more character development and depth would have vastly improved this. It could have held back on parts featuring boredom because they did tend to drag. Like it, the thing is, is that it's not an action movie. I think these people wanted it to be, and yeah. it has, doesn't have any action at all. Well, there's a, there is it some, really but doesn't. It has, even it the has sniping, action, but it's even the sniping stuff's not really like you wouldn't say it was action packed. Like they jump from building to building, and one of them gets shot, and they fall. Like, <laughs> no, and I'm that more was shocking. The big, like the first battle, is an action scene. But I don't know anybody in that battle, so I don't even remember it. Yeah. Like, I like I don't I, like, I don't. That's fair. Yeah, it's not. That's it's what not I like mean. a big component. It's just he goes there, everyone gets slaughtered right away. Yeah, it's just really just man versus man. I mean, that's the story. Yeah, it's one man versus another. And uh, that's it. I mean, it's very simple. And it just, the, all of the Warren stuff is a backdrop to it. So I don't know what they wanted. But like, yeah, people really seem to hate it. Hmm. Mm. I think that's why you guys are so on the fence. Because like, you have these, some feelings too. And like. I don't remember being on the fence. No, he was well, pretty straight up about the it. The fact that you, but the fact that you guys think there's problems with the movie that I was going to bring up and not like it. But you and so you guys were both seems like you're a hundred percent sure <laughs> that I wasn't gonna like it. Yep. But that but wasn't because of the movie. That was because of you. Yeah. But 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 what is it about the movie and me that what no, would it, I have found this? It's a, it's in? way like, how you've talked about the movie in the past, for sure. Yeah. And this movie. This budget I, have of we a movie talked about this movie in the with, past? You know, it, it would have been in like more in passing because I believe you would have been like fuck that movie. <laughs> I don't Maybe remember, that's it. I don't I feel, remember this not feels, liking this This feels movie. like a movie that you would say, fuck that movie. Yeah. I'm, I agree with John 100%. Okay, I don't know. But, Maybe but I can't. Is it the writing? Because usually it's the writing. And the writing here is pretty fucking... It's pretty decent. I mean, that was what I was saying earlier about the... the which Brent doesn't agree with it being a love triangle. But uh, what I call the love triangle is that is boring. Like... I don't find any of that stuff that interesting. And then I also think it's unbelievable that 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 guy would try and betray him or write negatively in the paper they're putting out because he the other guy got laid. That shit's all lame. But that's to me not what the movie's about. The movie's about him fighting the other guy. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I would have entertained other ideas on how to get there. Um, and then if yeah, that got I, rid of the, the love triangle, then Vasily just could have fallen in love with Tanya, who gets clipped late in the war. Apparently in real life, um, she didn't. She thought Vasily was dead for reals. Then she was actually a sniper, um, which is kind of covered in the movie, uh, and gets uh, badly wounded and then um, doesn't recover from her injuries for quite some time and then married some other guy. Um... And only found out like in the '60s that Zaitsev was alive. Oh no way! Yeah, did they get together? They fucked. No, I don't know. <laughs> I hope they did. I hope they threw one together. 
for old times. Yeah, they threw it together. Yeah, and like I said, this movie isn't fucking a gr- the greatest movie in the world, but like it certainly certainly. Oh, is better than like, most though. Yeah, like okay. there's, uh, things. New information. Go. Sasha deserved it. Okay. He's polishing the boots of Koenig in the beginning, in their first interaction, and Koenig is reading the paper about Zaitsev. Yeah. And Sasha, as a Russian kid pulling a German, polishing a German officer's boot, says, I know that gun. I know him. Yeah. He's my friend. Yep. You can't, so, you can't shut up. Sasha was just, the, Sasha was just bragging, doing, though. Sasha just cannot stop talking. Yep. But he was know, bragging. He told, he told that guy that he knows where this enemy is. Yeah. Yep. He he was just bragging because he just saw the gun. He was he's like a fucking little kid and he's bragging. Yep. Yeah, like a dumbass. Yeah. Yeah, but he's Let not. Let me a tell war you, there's soldier. lots of kids this age in war that knew to keep their fucking mouth shut. I'm sure. <laughs> That's I think a true Brent story. Killed Probably Sasha. a bunch of silly little gooses too, though, like Sasha. Hey. <laughs> I think I think Brent would have killed Sasha just like Ed Harris. <laughs> I would have been really upset that he made me do it. Yeah. You made me. <laughs> made me. <laughs> All right, folks. Enemy at the gates. Surprise, surprise. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Let us see how our three hour and <laughs> fucking 40 minute epic next week goes with Seven Samurai. The things we do for you, folks. Will it be worth watching? Christ. We will oh, tell Jesus. you. Jesus. Three hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's happening. Catch a plane Wednesday morning at six twenty, so that's going to be an interesting Tuesday night. Yes, we should start. Let's start at let's start at six. Six then. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's possible. We'll, well see what we, we can do. do. Yeah. Okay, but we will get that one in, and folks, in that episode, we will announce our July lineup, and it's looking like a big one because we got five movies coming in. So we'll talk about that in the next episode. Wow, enemy at the gates. No enemies here, though. Just friend friends having a good time. So check that flick out when you get some time, especially if you've not seen it. There's some cool sniper action scenes in it, but not too many because mostly drama. Drama! Um, we'll check you next week in Seven Samurai. Thanks for coming out for this one, folks. And until we see you next time, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.